0: On this episode, we discuss Godzilla,
1: 1998. Da-da-da-da-da, Godzilla. (laughs) Well, I can't do better than that. (laughs) That's that Blue Oyster Cult song. (laughs)
0: Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy.
1: I got to say, that was a great opening, Dan. Thanks. Uh, as you know, I'm <laughs> Stu, the Stu Man, Wellington. And a classic pass from Dan to Stu and then on to Elliot
0: Kalen. This is shaving up to be a textbook flophouse. <laughs> Back guy. to you, Dan. Thanks. Uh, so, this is a podcast <laughs>
2: <Nope>. <laughs> oh, and a stumble
3: right out of the opening gates. What looked to be well, a I classic think you can game. Save it, Elliot. It uh, looks like, nope, that's enough of a point. Loss that we're not going to get a medal. You
2: know sports.
3: <laughs> I wanted to, in,
0: in case someone was confused, they were going through the stuff on their pod on their iPhone or their uh, Zoom, whatever they use, yeah, and thought like maybe this is that YouTube album that got put on everything. Maybe that's what I'm listening to. Yeah, t- real topical, Dan. <laughs> that was what, like four years ago. I'm just trying to figure out a thing that people might have on their phones. Okay, okay. sure. But instead, they're listening to a podcast. Uh, McAfee virus.
1: Screening? No.
0: (laughs) Why are you making fun of him as viciously as you made fun of me? Dan, (laughs) it's the soft bigotry of low
3: expectations. Um, Because we each play a part in this podcast. I'm the guy who busts your balls. Okay. You are the guy who's supposed to be in charge, but you're always goofing up. And Stuart is the goof up who's always goofing up. I'm the moon boy. Okay. Like Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy?
1: Yeah. Or, uh, no, from uh, Song Ice and Fire. Oh, okay. Which Oh, right, right, right. The Jester-type yeah, character. Uh-huh. There's
3: so many characters in those books. I can't keep them straight. I'm I too busy. You're just, yep. I'm you're too, too busy learning about
1: actual history. That's what, exactly Whatever, what I
3: was say Exactly what I was going to say.
1: I thought it was just because you were mooning us right now that you said mm-hmm. that. And I'm... Uh, Making jokes with my butt crack, like a Jim Carrey type. I don't know why the microphone is picking up what you're saying with your butt (laughs) up to it like that. Well, uh, once you practice your Jim Carrey impression long enough, you can get some really interesting butt sounds A regular
0: Asmantora. Anyway, Dan? Uh, Again, this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. And tonight uh, was a night where we did a contest winner. (laughs) What contest was this, and who this won the contest? The Try
3: to answer it without looking at your phone right now.
0: Nope, I can't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, I admire your
0: honesty. This, uh, so this was the pot, the contest, the charity contest that we mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we were raising mm-hmm. money for suicide prevention, yep. and everyone who donated got entered into a lottery, and they could pick out uh, a movie. Like one random person got to pick out a movie. Okay, that what we movie watched. did they pick? Well, the winner who I just snapped out of my phone. <laughs> okay. His name is Eric North. Oh, oh,
1: the Eric North. From the film North.
0: Yeah, yep. that's right. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood's biggest hit. So, so, and, l- and Bruce Willis's biggest hit. The movie that Roger hated, 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 hated it. I gotta North. say. Watched it as a kid. That was
1: fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Now, Toys, I watched that as a kid, <laughs> didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, who is this for? I
3: don't understand who this is the for. The movie Toys or North? Uh, kind of both, but more okay. Toys. The yeah. part where they pretend to be doing an MTV music video in order to break into the toy building, what was that mm. all about?
0: Now, Dangerous Liaisons, I watched that as a kid, wasn't supposed to, shouldn't have. Really like that part where with uh, Thurman took her top off, though. I thought we were just talking about movies that we saw as a kid.
3: Uh, I guess that's what this <laughs> podcast is about now. Welcome to the KidCast. This is uh, a No Adults Allowed podcast about movies for kids. So, Dan, you were talking about Dangerous Liaisons? <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep.
1: It's John Cungabich is a real kid.
0: The, it's based on the book, Les, Liaisons Dangerous. Let's just call it Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> It was a Stephen Frears, uh joint. Uh-huh. Star so Jeremy's iron. It
1: was the... <laughs> 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 yep, it wasn't, that didn't
3: happen. <laughs> so it sounds like a real action thriller.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. It was the dangerous, steed. This, this it had uh, Keanu Reeves, action hero. Okay. Extraordinaire. Sure. There was yeah. a sword fight with Star him. Star of chain reaction with mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman, his biggest role. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, it was an action movie in that there was a lot of action... Between like car chases and like shoot 'em ups? No. It's did
3: anyone? Action. People did anyone, got a lot of action. Did anyone pick up like a steampunk time bomb and go like, he's gonna blow, and then throw it at Napoleon? And he was like, uh-huh. zoot allures, and then he exploded. Yes. And his guts were everywhere. Yeah. And they were like, we're having Italian
1: food for dinner. Mm-hmm. Because, and they're like, well, they're all- technically, he's Corsican. <laughs> That's right. That was the nerd character, of course, because yeah, there's yeah. a nerd character in that movie.
0: Mm. Yeah,
3: played by, uh, oh, why can't I remember his name? The guy who plays nerds and everything. Eddie Deason. Thank you, Eddie Deason. Beatles expert Eddie Deason.
0: Eddie Deason, God bless you, wherever you are. Don't
3: <laughs> you hate it when you need to fill up your car with regular in, but all they have is Deason? <laughs>
0: <laughs> do
3: yeah. it. So, Dan, this contest winner. your muffler goes,
0: hee, 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 Yep, e, classic. You drive around. That's a good Eddie Deason. Thanks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, now, let's hear, let's hear Arvid. Do all the famous nerds. <laughs> I don't remember Arvid
0: from Head of the Class. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What about the other Arvids, you know?
0: (laughs) I'm just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. I remember that he was on Head of the Class. I don't remember anything else about Mm
1: him. Then do your
0: Howard Hessman
1: impression. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. Hey, it's me, Dr. Johnny Fever. That's pretty good. What about Billy Connolly? This should be super fucking easy now, <laughs> Come dude. Come on.
0: Got- hey,
1: it's me, Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs>
2: no, why is he, <laughs> is he a vampire? <laughs> no,
3: and why is he also Johnny Fever? <laughs> Dan, this Billy Connolly impression has raised way more questions than it answered. Put on a pot of coffee, Stuart. We're not going to bed until we figure this out. <laughs>
1: So, so Dan, wait, why did he say it the same way as the other guy said it, Elliot? Why did he say, hey? Let me look at, come over he here. trying to get our attention? We're already listening. <laughs> look
3: at this board of pictures with string connecting them that I put up. You'll see that it all happened on the same night. Tonight. What could it mean? So Dan, Eric North, he chose a movie for us to watch. And what movie? Yeah. Was it a good movie? Perhaps uh, he sought to spare us and
0: showed us The Devil and Daniel Webster. He did claim that he uh, was uh, going to try and break our brains by recommending uh, that we watch either Castle Freak, Taking of Palomon, Two, Three, or His Your Friday. And I mean, we would have. Give those as, as his choices. Break our brains. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we watch for pleasure. Yeah. Yep. But instead he gave us uh, negative choices bad choices and out of those we ended the up watching of the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we selected one of those choices. Stuart
3: can't see that I'm doing the stretch for time motion to Dan. We got to fill
0: this podcast. See above. (laughs) R.E. Ray, our mission statement. Uh, We watched Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick version.
3: Now, here's the thing I'm going to warn you guys. This podcast may go four or five hours. Because I have so many memories associated with this movie. Uh And when it came out...
0: From, you lost your virginity to this movie, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, almost like yes, what, but that's not what I was going to talk about. Hmm. Almost like uh, what was that? The Empire State Building and Godzilla later on. Yeah, when Godzilla totally is having sex with that
3: building. <laughs> <laughs> now Godzilla after
1: after tricking the military and destroying other in- oh landmark buildings. Oh my god, buildings. that was my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie <laughs> yeah. when Godzilla jumps onto a building turns around and gives the fucking helicopters a look like, uh-oh, are you going to shoot me? And then they try and shoot him, and he just fucking jumps out of the way. Those missiles hit the Chrysler building, and
3: Godzilla celebrates by penetrating the Empire State Building. Yeah, he yeah. clutches it in an embrace and just arches his back in ecstasy and just roars to the skies as he experiences some kind of gargantuan well, reptile uh, orgasm, apparently flooding was- the interiors of the Empire State Building. Now, once again, the tallest building, well, briefly again, the tallest building in New York, with his... Radioactive semen. He's I can only a very assume. Very
0: confused, you know, lizard. He reproduces asexually. He's apparently a male that lays eggs. Well, here's the thing.
3: They so. keep calling him he, and that's sexist because back then people were like, "You can't have a girl Godzilla. That would ruin my childhood. Mm-hmm. Godzilla's a man only." Yeah, yeah. So they keep calling him and he. And Kate McKinnon
0: came along and proved that she could be a great Godzilla. Mm-hmm. She would be a great Godzilla. Mm-hmm. She can do anything. Yeah,
3: that's why they call doing anything McKinnoning. Now, when, when this movie came out, and still, mm-hmm. I was a big Godzilla fan. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. When,
3: back then, mm-hmm. I was reading G-Fan Magazine what, all the time. This what, 90... This is 1998, as okay. Dan has said a couple times. Okay. I was 16 years old. Yep. Big Godzilla fan. I had seen all the Japanese originals many times. I hadn't seen all of the newer Japanese movies that were, what are they called, the, the Heisei? or No, the Millennium Series, I guess. But what are you going to do? Anyway, and I remember reading an article in G-Fan Magazine... That was okay. like rumors about that had leaked about this new Godzilla movie and how terrible it was going to be, mm-hmm. and leaked designs of the monster. And that Sony then was like, "No, no, no! That none of that stuff is true." And then it all turned out to be exactly true. I can
1: only imagine that you were uh, you told your parents all about this article over dinner one night. <laughs> Probably. I
0: mean, if I <laughs> talked to them about anything, but then it's,
1: I remember it's funny to me in this
0: era that print is when print is dead. That there was once uh, able to support something called G Fan magazine. Well it was that a still very still exists, right?
3: It's still around, yeah. yeah. I mean it's a pretty I mean, back when I was reading it it was on like kind of the cheapest newsprint and I think okay. it's only marginally better paper now. Like it's always fan art covers and stuff like that. It's not I mean this is not a time this is not like a time magazine publication. This is not from uh uh what's that big magazine publisher that does like Vanity Fair and stuff? Uh Condé Nast. Condé Nast. Thank you. It's more Condé nasty.
1: Mm. In and that is
3: that, <laughs> yeah. that it's down and dirty. But there was a, it's a, it was always kind of like a a publication by fans for fans, I assume. But. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, don't know. I thought it was a publication <laughs> by fans for, I don't know, the, uh, you know, the, the ca- intellectual elite. <laughs> the casual Godzilla <laughs>
0: movies. It was, it was for people in the Godzilla industry. It was an industry magazine.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in I remember seeing the movie and being like, all the stuff that was in those rumors were true and feeling like I had achieved a victory of some kind. And only now am I like, oh, but my money went to the people who made this movie. So why am I acting like I did something yeah. really good? Or like that, <clears throat> that was a victory that these rumors turned out to be true. But. I remember the whole. Issue. I mean, I guess it just renewed your faith in the journalistic integrity of G Fan Magazine. Yeah, I'm like these guys know what they're talking about. Yeah, this, yeah, was yeah. The wor- this was the this was the Watergate of Godzilla, and they totally got the story right. That's
1: not like uh, at the time, fucking uh, what was that? Any cool news when they're like, we saw an early version, we saw an early print oh, of Phantom shit. Menace, and that shit was amazing, best yeah. movie of all time, dude. Well, look, no, the, but they famously did that with fucking Godzilla. Like, oh, they did. Was like,
0: like, it cool around at the time? Yeah, like yeah. Pretty early. This was like a big thing like harry knolls or Knowles or whatever the
3: <laughs> harry Knowles. <fuck>? <laughs> harry knolls oh,
1: the, <laughs> the big easy harry Knowles. <laughs> call uh, me the big easy uh, i'm easy on movies that aren't very good as <laughs> long <you> as they're <laughs> genre pictures if you invite me down to your set to hang out
3: for a day i'll say it's the best movie he ever got, like
2: <laughs>
0: flown out to the premiere and like they had it on like the deck of the intrepid or something like that and like oh he's hey like, that's
3: where the daily show last the, episode party was yeah
1: Oh, you guys might have been in the same fucking spot That's as Matthew right. Broderick and Harry Knowles. Oh,
3: if only in Hank Azaria mm-hmm. and Devlin and Emmerich. And whoever the woman
0: who was, who was in this movie, who we we'll have never to that. seen before. But
3: so, I didn't realize that about Harry Knowles. Is that site still around?
0: Yeah, it yeah. still looks exactly like it did back That's in That's the day. best
1: thing about it. <laughs> There's a
3: reason that that year's gulitzer for Godzilla reporting <laughs> didn't go to Any News and instead went to GFAN again. Yeah. But like, I'm sure you guys remember the ad campaign where... <laughs> On like buses, it would be like his foot is bigger than this bus, and on the sides of buildings, like he's taller than this building. And they're trying to create mystery around Godzilla, a character who had been around at that point for forty-four years. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to look different. Were but you? People were get you living concept. in New York at the time? I was living in New Jersey still, but I was in New York a bit. Because that—that I mean, was, that, that was what the age when I was taking the, on the weekends. I would take the train in and just kind of walk were taking around New York. one,
0: two,
1: three. <laughs> All the t- yeah. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I a million, still in Indiana dollars. and. The the big thing I remember about this movie was that it was kind of like – at least that I can remember one of the last big gasps of like a big budget summer movie having like fast food tie-ins with a ton of commercials related to it. Yeah, Taco Bell had it a It was Taco campaign. Bell, man. I didn't see this movie in the theater, but I remember that like shitty poster so well. This was back
3: when I would go see movies in the theater I didn't think I was going to like. Because I wanted to support that type of movie, like seeing Spawn in the theater. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit about Spawn. I've never liked that comic, don't like the character. But it was like, but what about the violator don't... character? He's kind of like the Joker
1: if the Joker was also
3: a demon. Now, if it's like if the Joker was a demon and pulled people's hearts out, but he also, I mean, wasn't very funny. Well. But there's a scene in the Spawn movie actually where the violator is talking to Spawn's daughter. And if I'm remembering correctly, he's holding a balloon in his hand and his head deflates and the balloon inflates and vice versa. And the daughter is just like, Mom, there's a clown at the door and no one questions that this he's doing something supernatural with his head. But anyway, I would I- go I went to see Spawn because it was like, they may never make another superhero movie based on a comic book, if Spawn doesn't do well. And now, of course, I'm missing superhero movies left and right. There are too many. I've
1: definitely talked to people, like guys who grew up with the Spawn movie, and to this day are like, the cape special effects are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you got to admit that, bro. And I'm like, I don't remember, but I guess, fine, I'll admit it my journalistic integrity in this case is on the line. By amazing
0: you mean that they look as crazy and fake as Rob uh, as Todd McFarlane's. McFarlane
3: you were about to say Rob Liefeld. No, but I knew you that moron. was I knew that was wrong, which is why I stopped. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It was Todd McFarlane. Um, I saw his movie. Of Todd Toys. I saw this I movie. It was Toys. They actually had to change the name. It was Todd Toys and then he was sued by whoever makes Barbie, Mattel or something because they had a toy named Todd. Oh. So Todd McFarlane has a bad history with being sued about names. Like okay. when he named that gangster Tony Twist and he got sued by that hockey player. Oh uh, what Tony? about uh what about oh, sorry, the hockey player's name named Tony sued Twist by Twister. He named a gangster Tony Twister rally. And he was sued uh-huh. by the hockey player and lost, I think.
1: Now what about uh Rob Layfield naming a character Bedrock? And he had he got sued. Which is insane. And he had to Why would you, it you to ever do
3: that? Well, he also he was originally gonna name the character Fred Flintstone's copyright hanna <laughs> Barbera? <laughs> I saw this movie. He was originally the name the character Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, Jude. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you saw what? She's I saw this movie of all places in, uh, in a movie Theater? class. Like, what? In, in, what? in college. There what a, college did he go to? There was a May term movie class where, like, the, I mean, like, I got introduced to like a lot of interesting movies through this class, like, in class. We watched Godzilla, uh,
3: The Peacemaker, Broken Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a of huge movie.
0: We watched Simple Men, the How, How Hartley movie. We watched like uh, Seven Beauties. We watched mm-hmm. interesting, like we watched some weren't Oh Heart yeah, those Dog.
1: movies and Godzilla, they're all the same. <laughs> but like
0: the teacher just loved movies so much, he's like,
1: "Let's all go see a movie as a class." Oh, uh, okay, okay, like, that's Let's
0: nice. Let's go see Godzilla. He's like, that's what's out and. So he's like, like, he kept looking over him, and he was just like cackling at it like at every point. He's like, yeah, this is great. You- Movies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, because I thought that class was the class equivalent of your video collection when you include the things your relatives give you as gifts, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I've got this Akira Kurosawa set and this Ingmar Bergman set, and then I've got... Uh, and then I've got Jingle All the Way. <laughs>
1: like, your relatives are like, you like movies. You there like is this. nothing better than going to an old person's house and seeing their their VHS collection <laughs> yeah. of like five tapes and you're like, you know one of them shits is going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. No fucking question.
3: My wife and I stay in a lot of Airbnbs and I love to look at the DVD selections
0: that oh, people have because they're awesome. crazy. Volunteers what? with Tom Hanks and John Candy. No one even <laughs>
3: remembered this movie existed. Why do you have a copy of White Knight starring Billy Crystal
1: and Gregory Hines? Because <laughs> well, it's great. Um, and, uh, or like The Net. Like, of course old people are scared of The Net. <laughs>
2: uh. So
3: this movie, Godzilla. So those were a lot of reminiscences about when it came out. Suffice so yeah. to say, this movie was a big deal for me as a kid because it's the first time I think I remember... Knowing a movie was gonna be crappy ahead of time, yeah, and then seeing it and being like, that was garbage. I feel validated, even though I just spent money on this mm-hmm. so you
0: you were uh like an internet person way before the internet before, was the and thing. this was
3: back when the most internet I was doing was occasionally I aming with my friends on America online sometimes mm. and trying to download porn <laughs> without anyone finding out downloading that forever
0: one picture of Terry Hatcher naked beneath a blanket. Sure, yeah, which showed nothing. Yeah, but
3: For exactly. some reason,
1: everyone was downloading it. Yeah, yeah, It's in a news group, after all.
0: <laughs> this is news.
3: That's why it's in a news group. <laughs> a mother, I'm just tr- learning the news. So news. I'm just, Woman under blanket. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just downloading the news about AsianNurse.org. <laughs> I didn't think they had .org back then. Anyway, so Godzilla, should we talk it briefly? It dot be Asian nerds. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They, they call them otaku, Asian the nerds. Anyway, mm-hmm. Asian nurses—I don't know what they call them. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk briefly about the movies. About we don't need to go through the whole plot in detail because it's just a big stupid it's a Godzilla movie. Godzilla movie. But it's a so, lizard attacks town film at eleven. <laughs> yeah, you just became the game <laughs> rampage for a second. <laughs> So we open with a title credit sequence that's not that different from the Godzilla from a couple years ago title credit sequence. Where yeah. It's just, but except it's just stock footage of lizards and then stock footage of ex- like atomic explosions. Yeah, well, like
1: stock, like footage of old timey nuclear tests. right?
3: Yeah, yeah, but with uh, with like overlaid footage of iguanas and komodo dragons, uh-huh. and it's like the movie is like this plus this equals Godzilla. Get it, stupid? Mm-hmm. That's movie math.
1: Yeah, like it expects you to be watching and be like, "Oh my God, those innocent lizards are so close to that explosion! <laughs> Somebody save them!" Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and now a train is coming at us! Ah! Yeah, oh, we're yeah. fine. Uh, a cowboy is firing out of the screen at us! Ah! Don't oh no!
0: Workers are leaving a factory!
3: Ah! <laughs> ah! A kiss! Ah! <laughs>
1: it's like every single movie is last action hero.
3: <laughs> In a way, it is.
1: So, Godzilla. So, Godzilla. So, there's a Japanese fishing
3: trawler. It gets destroyed by some mysterious beast. Cut to, there's some, uh, cut to Matthew Broderick is digging up worms in, on, in Chernobyl. He's yeah. a researcher who is who is investigating how radioactivity makes worms a little bit bigger than they mm-hmm. normally are. Yes. The State Department lands a helicopter in the Chernobyl radiation fields Uh and takes him away uh, to an island. That's a mighty
1: good crop of radiation we're growing here in Chernobyl.
3: (laughs) Mm. Ah, I got a 40 head of radiation (laughs) worms. Chernobyl Farms remembers. Anyway, uh, they take him to an island where there's a bunch of Godzilla footprints, and they say, we want you to investigate this thing. He says, I think this is a a lizard made big from radiation. And everyone's like, what?
0: Come on. And I think as Dan pointed out, maybe it was Stuart. Why did did they get the guy who was an expert on things getting bigger by radiation if they didn't think that this thing was a thing that got bigger by radiation?
3: I I mean, maybe he just knew the right people. I don't know. (laughs) Nepotism.
1: He wore a pretty cool hat for a while. He had like an early primitive version of a Kangol hat. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, I think weren't Kangol's popular in the 70s, Elliot? I wasn't alive then. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I know, here's what was popular in the 70s
3: disco, whipping inflation now, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: and uh, wars in the stars. Yeah. Not in Vietnam, though. That mm-hmm. was not popular.
0: Waterbeds. And Lots water of gates. Water beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If
3: the, and if that waterbed could spin around like it was round go for it just yeah. do it because you know what I like while I'm having sex to be super dizzy <laughs> and it, seasick it keeps it keeps me from uh, ejaculating too soon
1: because I'm vomiting mm-hmm.
0: your ejaculate yeah. actually goes back up inside of you because you're so nauseous
1: and the aripetal force yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then we got another junior situation on our hands
3: <laughs> oh no I impregnated myself <laughs> anyway so this is gonna have an explicit uh, adults only tag in does. itunes right? Oh iTunes, as I just called it. heres <laughs> Your acapella group. <laughs> that just sings about podcasts and downloadable songs. Mm-hmm. And the iTunes users agreement. Now, long story short, it's Godzilla. It attacks an American fishing boat, and then it heads to New York City because... It's a lizard with a dream mm-hmm. to make it on the great white way of Broadway to be on the stage in front of them all. Their upturned faces looking at me as big as a tree, a really big tree, because I'm Godzilla. They'll have to open up the theater roof. Only do day shows, maybe at night, but not if it's raining, which might be a problem, because it's raining in every New York scene in Every scene in... This movie. Yeah. Every
1: scene in- the entire movie, it's yeah, right. The whole movie. I mean, not in the tropical a- areas. There's Which long- is where it normally rains all the That's time. That's true,
3: except, actually, that when they're on... It uh, was
0: raining at the beginning when they're in the tropics, when he's getting the worms... But then, like, oh, uh, well, getting the worms. That's Russia. That's not the oh, tropics. Right. I
1: mean, that's a pretty sorry. loose definition <laughs> of
3: the tropics. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's Chernobyl, is, it the, is uh, the tropics in the same way that all people are brothers. <laughs> we're I'm not sorry. really.
0: <laughs> well, it's because it looked exactly like the next scene where they were supposed to be in the tropics. That's true.
3: But it's raining everywhere. And I think, Stuart, were you saying that? You thought it'd be funny if one of Godzilla's powers is that he makes it rain everywhere. He I is? assume
1: that was one of his powers. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Aurora Monroe, storm of the X Men. Mm-hmm. When you know Aurora Monroe means fucking business, it starts storming. Her eyes cloud up, and you're like, "Uh oh." Hey, you know what's happening? I'm gonna go work on the Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Forge. I don't need
0: to deal with this. No, I thought you just meant making made it rain like you know, dollar dollar bills, y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Godzilla's power. Is that? This movie is so successful that he just throws money at everybody, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: he loses money from bad investments, bad spending. Godzilla will just walk up to you in front of your house and be like, what's the most expensive thing you own? I want to buy it from you. Just to show that he can. Just yeah. to show that he's worth more than you, and the things that you most value are nothing to him. Mm-hmm. They're literally things he could just buy whenever he wants yeah, he and burns throw them away them in front of you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes it's your children. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the trick is, you give him something that you want him to burn, mm-hmm. like this giant thing of weed, dude. Toke toke, four twenty. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: like a big bag of dog poop, and then when it's on fire, he's like, "Ah, I gotta put this out," and he gets dog poop all over his feet, and he doesn't even wear yeah. shoes. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, because he totally burned it. them. <laughs> You're the winner.
0: You've won over Godzilla. Yep. How's that feel? Mm-hmm. Turn the tables in your face, you big dumb lizard man. Looks like the monsters become the monsters.
1: So. Smash cut to New York City. We're introduced to Matthew Broderick's love interest, a, f- a former flame now working at a news place. <laughs> and <laughs> Her name is Audrey, and she's played by an actress that none of us
3: recognize. Yeah, in a
0: movie. Like, Roland Emmerich movies are kind of fun because they usually have interesting casting compared to other action movies. They don't just, like, have, like, action stars. They're like... Yeah, I mean, there were a gonna...
3: ton of minorities in this movie, right? Well, <laughs> okay. Maybe
0: not that. But they... Like, it's not like I'm going to just put... You know, action star X in this movie. It's like this movie is going to star Matthew uh,
3: Broderick and John. Action star X was uh, when Malcolm X made that one action movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, And this movie has like Harry Shearer in it and Mm -hmm. Hank Azaria. And and Nancy
3: Cartwright in a small role. It's a Simpsons reunion.
0: Yeah. And all these character actors show up. And then, meanwhile, the lead Jean lady... John Reno, right? Yeah.
1: This was from the time when John Reno was in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And then the leading lady is someone that we don't know who she is. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm sure the internet will be like, Dummies... She,
3: she's famous. She's in this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Well, our brains only can contain so much information. And exactly. you know what?
0: If we knew everything, we'd
3: have no impetus to <clears throat> keep learning. And at that point, we might as well be dead. Yeah. Because yep. learning is living, friends. So who's learning the is now? living. Exactly. Dummy. What a dummy! The syndication TV, syndicated TV show about a dummy that talks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that show? No, I don't. It was on. It was up on like Channel Nine in in the New Jersey New York area. It was one of these shows that was in syndication only like, uh, out of this world, and, uh, you were like, does this show Wait, even- ex- out of this
1: world that was on before My Secret Identity? Uh, it was the one with the girl from the, whose dad's an alien, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the one where, on her 16th birthday, she got a second magic power, and she, like, tried them all out, and then decided, she's good, she doesn't need to be able to <laughs> fucking fly or something <laughs> I stupid. guess so, but, like, a show produced
3: for syndication, and I remember being like, this is a dumb show, does this show actually exist- and then we went, my family, to Universal Studios Hollywood. Actually, though, it was in Orlando. And then Larger Than Life on one of the fake studio sound stages is a big What a Dummy poster. Like those enormous banner posters. <laughs> and I remember there was a poster for that and a poster for Army of Darkness. And I was like, well, I know which of these I want to watch. <laughs> As a kid, I had not seen the Evil Dead movies, and so Army of Darkness was like, just seeing the poster, it was like, what the hell
1: is this? I know, dude. I remember seeing that poster in, like, a fucking Sam Goody or something and being like, how can I not be experiencing this right now? What is this? <laughs> Just stick
3: it in my eyes right now. <laughs> so there's interesting uh, characters, etc., etc. His ex His ex-flame is a reporter. She works for Harry Shearer, who is, like, a real full-of-himself uh, anchor who hits on her even though he's married. And... Hank Azaria is this cameraman named Animal who's like, Mm. hey, a real New York guy. Hey, he talks like this. Oh, my God. He does the
1: best best over-the-top New York performance. That's something so 90s about this, too. Like, it calls up into being a New York that I don't think has existed since the 70s, maybe. Well, it's like, no, no. it's it's It was like Roland Emmerich's like, no, no, no.
3: More New York, please. It's the same way that in Superman Returns, there's that cabbie who's like, hey, there's a Superman in the sky. Well, well what's this all about? And it's like, come on, dude. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there had that cabbie died 30 years ago. Yeah. It's this it's this
0: special New York of the 90s. <laughs> Where's which, the West Indian cabbie who does not care about what's happening?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of fucking, he's, he's spinning a lot he's of plates. He won't, won't get off his damn phone the whole ride. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs>
3: Uh, but the, uh, this is the, this is, a, I mean, this, I'm going to get serious for a moment, guys. Sure, okay. This is a, this is a very specific New York. And this is the, the post-Giuliani safe, but not sure exactly how to deal with that. How is it safe? There's a fucking giant lizard around, well, an E-Man? I guess so. Safe, but pre-9-11 New York. And like, this is the New York that, I'll, that like, this is the, again, like I said, this is the New York I used to go into as a high schooler just by myself. And my parents were like, yeah, that's fine. You can walk around New York by yourself. That's okay. Whereas when I was a kid, I don't think they would have felt that way in the 80s. But it's before, like, there was this feeling of, like, New York, whatever. Everything's great all the time. There was still that attitude. But it was before September 11th, which happened when I was at NYU when I was a junior, I Mm -hmm. guess. So, like, this New York that I very briefly knew as a young adult, which was like, our problems are over. Except the big problem is that things aren't as gritty as they used to be. What happened to being afraid in New York? And then suddenly, like, that New York went away, and a much scarier, in a lot of ways, New York suddenly happened. And everyone was like, oh, whatever happened to that New York from the 90s where everything was okay all the time? Like, the uh, the Godzilla exists in that New York. Like, the idea—they mentioned the World Trade Center bombing in it. Which happened, but like, so discordant. S- was like, what, six or seven years before? Yeah. Or yeah. I don't remember how what year that was, but like, it felt very like watching the movie now. It's, I would say it's slightly less fun to see New York buildings get destroyed, except yeah. it's totally not true. It's slightly less fun, but it's still pretty fun at times. I mean, it's less fun because you know it fake.
1: isn't done interestingly or in any way that doesn't look like they're the. Helicopters are doing a fucking trench run on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah.
3: So these buildings that I guess are about 10 feet apart, like yeah. the street, like it, <clears throat> does, it does at times make it look like New York is like Dark City, just this yeah. like labyrinth of skyscrapers. We're not as good looking as Dark City. No, not at all. Or like all the streets are like old European goat paths that have been built up and there's <sighs> no space between the buildings. You can just run your laundry line between these midtown skyscrapers. But it's it feels very weird watching it and being like, Come on, guys. Like, let's not pretend this giant lizard running around is going to be that big a pro- problem. Like, there's really bad stuff that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know exactly where... Like, I wasn't going anywhere specifically that. But it was like, it's this mythical New York that, like, just existed for a moment... And they're still throwing in old timey New York. like Yeah, like then-
1: the old guy on the pier who's fishing, and you're like, oh man, this mm-hmm. guy's going to catch Godzilla, and no shit, he'd totally catch the Godzilla. Well,
3: here's when Godzilla makes his appearance in New York exactly, is that an old man waddles down the dock. Here's the thing about this movie. It is so. For a movie made in 1998, this is. I feel like this is a movie let's like. BM, like before Matrix. Also, Battle it's a movement. piece of shit. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, the I feel like the Matrix, after that, it was harder to do a movie that was so like, goofy old-fashioned in that it's like, everything's moving fast. Here's a joke, scene, joke, scene, joke, scene, joke. Uh-oh, this cute old man's gonna go down at the end of the dock and start fishing. And these two bums are like, you'll never catch anything, ha ha ha. And... He throws his lure in, and the, well, the bobber, whatever like the thing is. Like two
1: seconds later. Two
3: seconds later, it gets pulled from him, and he's like, whoa, 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 and this line snaps, and then a first monster comes out. First off, don't, don't
1: portray fishing unrealistically, dude. Mm-hmm. It takes fucking forever. It's a <laughs> lot of sitting around. <laughs> Pretty boring. If the first time I threw my lure in, I called a fucking Zilla right away... <laughs> I'd be doing that shit every day, man. And here's the other thing, though: it's raining all the time. That guy is a it's
2: raining man. Hallelujah going
1: <laughs> for going out in the rain to fish. But like that, this he his ca- wife probably passed away. He's just yeah. trying to find a way to like to fill his days. He's only he friends. Lost are his the job. The I mean, drunks just, down at the dock who are making fun of he's him. He's just waiting for the day yeah. when he falls
3: and breaks his hip, and he knows it's time for him to go. You mm-hmm. know, and he can just get into that bright white light. Because otherwise he's got to mm-hmm. take his yeah. own life, and he's a Catholic. He's not going to do that. He's kind of hoping one of these
1: fish will like pull him into the water, and then he'll slowly drift away. And it's kind of like <laughs> uh, kind of like falling asleep yeah. and going home. Yeah,
3: uh, you know, it's he knows feel
1: the uh, the weed on his hands as he returns to his family <laughs> yeah. farm.
3: As he's walking down that dock, just hoping he's going to slip and hit his head, and then it's just that's it. Loses mm-hmm. consciousness, wakes up in heaven. His wife is there. It may be his son who died in the first Gulf War, and yeah. And then, oh, boy. That's <laughs> do you not like how dark life has gotten for this uh, yeah, comedy I'm character? <laughs> but it's a, it's a dumb, it's the kind of dumb movie where Godzilla makes his appearance on New York soil by biting a fishing lure mm-hmm. and like doing a gag about a fishing He's pole. really
0: coy. He like knows how to, yeah. Like I, a fish? Like yeah. a coy fish? That's right. <laughs> he knows how to make
1: an entrance. He's a diva. And then he walks uh, up
3: and he's just throwing things around. I
1: can only assume there's a scene on the cutting room floor moments after the uh, the dock explodes and they just threw a bunch of fake wood at those bums that are waiting <laughs> off to the side. That there was an extra scene of them like looking at their liquor bottles and throwing them away. <laughs> yep. Never again. Stuart was pointing out we were watching how many styrofoam bricks were thrown at people
3: throughout the movie, well, too. Well, because
1: there's so much of this movie is like they. They obviously have a huge effects budget for the time, but it's still only so big. So, so much of the scenes are like a shitty shot of Godzilla legs running by, and then it'll cut to real people with like fake stuff flying at them to make them think and make us feel like,
3: oh wow, they're in the action. They're also even when Godzilla has reached land, they don't want to reveal what he looks like. They're working towards this mythical amazing debut of the new Godzilla design, which is not going to happen because this Godzilla design looks terrible. Let's just say it. Like, he looks really bad. Well, he's just really fucking scrawny and cut up, dude. He's, like, super muscly. He's super brawny, but at the but he's got this huge head that looks like a... Like Fin Fang Foom, like mustache. Kind of like Fin Fang Foom without a mustache and the tiny purple shirt. Well, shorts. he looks
1: more like a lizard man than, like, a giant lizard. Yeah, and with a head... And a lizard man who, like... You know that guy goes to the gym and lifts, man. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And his head is kind of shaped like the barrel of a handgun, like, mm-hmm. or a stapler. No, his head looks like a stapler. That's part of the problem. And he looks like a lizard man, exactly. And
1: so, and he's got the smarts of one. He's constantly outwitting the military. And I don't know about film. you dudes, but I love a big ass fat Godzilla. Like, I want one that looks like <laughs> mm-hmm. he just pounds the food all the time. <laughs> some, some junk in that trunk. Like a guy that I, like, I. Like, I could be that guy. Look, like you know what they're he saying? He doesn't have body shame me. <laughs> what they say, the bigger the cushion, the
3: sweeter the pushing over buildings. Oh, uh, yep, they do say that. <laughs> yeah. And Godzilla makes landfall. And the movie plays the same cards over and over again. We see Godzilla attack two different fishing boats. It's n- Neither is so spectacular that they needed to heighten it or even show us another one. And we see so many times... <laughs> People hearing? <laughs>
0: like, wait, but I don't get it from the first one.
3: Does Godzilla <laughs> like to attack fishing boats? I mean, they're establishing that Godzilla likes to eat fish. You know what? I'm just going to take that on credit. You, you
1: don't have to explain to me that a big animal likes eating fish. Nope. We need uh, we need to establish a pattern. That's how the human brain works, Elliot. The human brain seeks to find some sort of a pattern in the randomness of events <laughs> around it. It's like if in Big Night they
3: showed someone eating and then they followed that person to the bathroom and showed them pooping. And they're mm-hmm. like, now oh, you understand how the
0: okay. system works. Is that Elliot? the one
1: with Keith That's Ledger? That's where the food went. And, no, it's only... uh, And Jeffrey Chaucer? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <different> first night. Oh <laughs> I
3: forgot that one exists except that is that one called first night also I thought Call Sean Connery was in first tale. night yeah, that's Sean,
1: certainly called Sean Connery and Richard Gere are in first night <laughs> I wish that was called big night though because uh Heath Ledger is such a big night. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what were we we're talking oh yeah so they keep showing people like hearing
3: Godzilla's footsteps and being like what's that and then Godzilla shows up a couple times as if The the people watching the movie are resetting their brains with each scene and forgetting what happened before.
1: How how New Yorkers are so caught up in the old rat race, dude! And they do that a
3: couple times. A scene where someone's so busy on the phone or listening to their headphones, they don't even notice Godzilla. Can't can't see
1: the giant green screens behind them. (laughs) Like the
3: the movie is just keeps. It's like the movie keeps hitting a skip and showing you the same thing over and over again. Anyway, Matthew Broderick gets brought in. The army gets brought in. Manhattan gets evacuated. Manhattan mm-hmm. is consistently called New York
0: throughout the movie. The Muppets take Manhattan, and briefly.
3: Briefly, and then Godzilla crushes them. Yeah. I, as a Brooklyn resident, become offended that New York apparently is just Manhattan and the outer boroughs are meaningless to this film. Mm-hmm. You know what? Without Manhattan, we'd do just fine. Brooklyn was its own city once. It can be its own city again. It's
0: anyway. The, isn't it now the
1: second biggest city in the world? It's, it's, but it's
0: the first best.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So Godzilla, you can keep your Manhattan high-rise baby Or a third <laughs>
3: <laughs> But you know, you just know that Godzilla and his babies They're going to be like, oh, I have a family now i got to go where it's safer and it's a little cuter And they're going to come and raise our rents Because suddenly yeah. there's these rich monsters moving in I'm, I'm tired of monstrification, ruining neighborhoods
0: <clears throat> And I'm tired of the monster fact Wait, hold on Monster? Yep. Yep. You're doing it? I don't even know when you're going. I think you're, you're on something. Of monster vision.
1: Monster vision, okay. Coming into yep. television and... Yep. Ruining... Now I'm right with you. <laughs> television. Oh, that's great. Wait. Oh, great stuff. Hold on. So we... So Godzilla's <laughs> stomping around. The army's trying He's to stop He's going fucking him. crazy, they dude. They can't stop.
3: Matthew Broderick's full of good ideas. Put a big pile of fish over here and then shoot him a bunch of times. Well, that didn't work, and the helicopters <laughs> blew up a lot of buildings. Like, really shoot the fish? <laughs> you would think? <laughs> <laughs> good point. My, I was not clear. Put a pile of fish together to lure Godzilla over and (laughs) shoot Godzilla. (laughs) Shooting the fish will make you feel good
1: for a minute. Yeah, yeah, It builds up your confidence. (laughs) It'd be be pretty funny.
0: Just think about building up a pile of fish and just shooting at it. And
1: then you're like, it's like shooting fish in a pile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's even easier than shooting them in a barrel because the barrel's not getting in your way. Now, talking about technology in 1998. Okay, Okay, let's talk about it. We've we've all agreed that the the CGI does not age well. The special effects, for the most part, look like shit. There are some practical effects in it that look great. Yeah. But the CGI looks very bad. But weirdly enough, the army also suffers from some technological problems, oh, Elliot. Because you would boring. think with a giant ass lizard running around, mm-hmm. they'd be able to fucking see that thing with their their heat vision goggles. No, it turns out because Godzilla
3: is cold blooded that mm-hmm. he cannot he does not show up on infrared, and also heat seeking missiles don't seek him; they seek everything else. At one point, mm-hmm. they go, "Ah, uh, his temperature is colder than the than the environment around him." Now, maybe this is because of the are heat
1: seeking vi- missiles will just strike that sabrettes uh, cart and <laughs> yeah. blow up all the dogs ah, I
3: escaped my native country's oppression for this and uh, that's the owner of the of the sabrettes cart mm-hmm.
0: okay. now, oh, they'll just hit Cleveland because I hear it's hot there
3: Okay, it that's, is hot in Cleveland Yeah,
0: because
3: yeah. of all the because what, of Betsy, White? White's. Betsy yeah. White and uh, Wendy Malams and uh, <laughs> Daphne's okay. and uh, who's the other woman on that are uh, there yeah, more what? than three I've Bronson never seen and it that's not a woman <laughs> And he wants you to know that. <laughs> Ding dong, he's right outside. What? He says that you calling him a woman is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Bronson. Thanks for stopping by. Now,
3: mm-hmm. what if Bronson, the movie with Tom Hardy, was about Bronson Pinchot? And There's Tom gotta Hardy be had to fucking
1: br- meme somewhere, <laughs> that <laughs> shit. Tom Hardy had to do a Balky Bartakamous impression. He gets all greased up and naked, and then he does his <laughs> Balky
3: Bartakamous. <laughs> Now-
1: Come at me, cousin Larry.
3: Now, I was (laughs) thinking about this, and (laughs) maybe it's the urban heat island effect, that urban areas tend to trap heat, and it gets hotter around them because there's just so much energy and activity and so forth going on. It is raining like a mofo, though. You'd think the rain, yeah, would tamp down the temperature. Temperature, if you will. Mm -hmm. And
1: so- it just doesn't square. I mean, he's eating all this fucking fish. His body, like, converts the, that delicious fish into energy. That energy's heat, baby. Well, also, he's running around like crazy. He's burning energy fast. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, one, that's why he stays so cut, is he's always— yeah. he's Oh, always, my God. Like, he's always It's like constant dude. P90X, yeah.
1: Do you see that, like, V right around his uh, his hips? See the it? How v? could I not look at it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right Follow up, his belt, it's called. Yep. I think it's called something else i uh, do not Don't say it. it. I don't Let's like look it. Let's on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need <laughs> to.
3: Let's, Let's look out. on Keith Urban Dictionary. Uh, it's called uh, American Pride, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving along, uh, Matthew Broderick's full of good ideas, but they just can't stop this Godzilla. And so, uh, one thing leads to another. They blow it up with a bunch of submarine missiles, and they think it's dead, dead, dead. Meanwhile, Matthew Broderick has fallen into disrepute because he says... This thing is pregnant. I took some pregnancy tests yep. from a drugstore that's somehow still open, mm-hmm. and I tested its
0: blood. I guess. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like, it. He like the only sample you see him taking is like of some like pink goo. But mm-hmm. then later on, he seems to have just like a vial of Godzilla urine. You gotta they, believe that that Godzilla after swimming through all that water, Godzilla must have swallowed a lot. It's peeing no, like no, it's peeing like crazy. But that is like. How did Matthew Broderick get that Godzilla pee? Maybe he ordered it
1: through the it's mail. The, yeah, deleted scenes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: of him milking scene out some pee of, out of it. Of him sneaking up to Godzilla with a flask. Of sneaking up to Godzilla
0: in a urinal costume. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like,
0: oh good, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. <laughs>
3: And so
1: Matthew Broderick looks at the camera, says, it's a living. Mm-hmm. And then the scene ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winks at it. Big M- laughs. Movie over. <laughs> Whoa. It's an interesting end of the movie. I hope there's <laughs> so, a post-credit so, sequence that clears tikeshi up tikeshi a lot of shit. Is it Takeshi Miike film? What's going
3: on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see. I guess Takeshi Miike has kind of done his Godzilla-ish type stuff. He did a, a giant monster movie, didn't he? I think so. He did have an Ultraman type movie, I thought. I mean, and there's also what's big man Japan is not him, but it's kind of what he might do yeah. with the giant monster movie. But uh anywho, uh he tells the army Godzilla's a hermaphrodite. He reproduces, the produ- army's like, "You just ruined my childhood, dude." Reproduces yeah. asexually, and he's got a ton of babies somewhere that he's laid the eggs for. That's why he's collecting all this fish, mm-hmm. and we got to stop him. And they're like, "Hey." Did you leak a tape to your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend reporter of Godzilla footage? And he's like, uh, by accident maybe? And they fire him. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Jean Reno has been watching everything throughout the whole movie with a Crafty mysterious—
0: Frenchman, Jean a, a
3: mysterious band of Frenchmen. And here's another way that you can tell this is a pre-9-11 movie is that the American military is portrayed terribly— Incredibly incompetent, yeah, super can't bumbling, can get its shit together, super bumbling. Whereas the French secret intelligence they are agency, about
1: as bumbling as the American military would be if this was a Japanese made movie.
3: <laughs> I would just say, step aside, bumblebees, because someone else deserves the title of bumble. It's the American military in Godzilla. You know what you're now called? Not as bumblebee. Mm hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm you're talking hey, about the transforming robot or the animal? Both. Watch okay. out, Bumble and Bumble, which I think is what, a cutting place? And
0: yeah, it's a hair uh, treatment. Uh, it's like creams and such.
3: <laughs> you put cream in your hair?
0: Yeah. I mean, not like cream that you get for your like, kitty cat. <laughs> your kitty cat. Don't say it that way. It's creepy. Kitty cat.
3: Stop doing that. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> but cream that you put in your hair. Okay. Hair cream.
3: Well, anyway, now yeah, you're
1: comes out of a cow's dick or something. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you squeeze a cow. I see why Stuart lost a... that lost that contract doing the educational film strips for grade schools. <laughs> anyway, where's your milk come from? I don't know, a cow's dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's down there, just squeeze it a bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Fire safety. Get away from that fire, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, so, this is like Driver's Ed films like check out these accidents, man. But check them out. Let me Slow wait. your car down and look at them. <laughs> yeah.
3: The part, look, if it's got a dead man's curve, speed the hell up. I want to <laughs> see that dead man.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Is it like in Phantasm?
1: Yep. Is her That's a dead on impression of me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, it's like listening to a mirror. But in this movie,
3: <laughs> but in this movie, the French intelligence service is amazingly great at everything they're the best oh yeah, yeah. and five of them led by jean renault can do better than the entire u.s military mm-hmm. so matthew broderick hooks up with them they ask for his help finding the nest of these godzilla
1: monsters And at this they point, find it. normal godzilla has been roasted underwater as far as
3: they know as far as they know normal godzilla is dead in the water mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. and they have to find the babies they find them where else MSG, Madison Square Garden. That's right. Mm -hmm. The building built on the ruins of the most beautiful building in the city, which was destroyed, sadly. Uh, Upkeep was a real problem. But anyway, I'm talking about the old Penn Station, everybody.
0: It's a real tragedy. Yeah, Architectural tragedy.
3: It is. Now they find all these Godzilla eggs, and they're like, we gotta blow them up. Uh Uh-oh, they start hatching. Because here's the thing about Matthew Broderick. He's always around where Godzilla is gonna be. Mm -hmm. Also... We've established at this point that Godzilla, despite being enormous, can somehow comfortably creep through the subway tunnels, an area that I find cramped and uncomfortable, <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. a smaller-than-normal man. I am in no way a giant lizard.
0: No. Despite and what he you may have read, like, he I mean, like in some ways a giant lizard.
3: lizard. I'm let's in, let's I'm, be honest. And only in that I'm larger-than-normal a normal lizard, but I still bask on a rock for most of the yeah. day, and kind of blink in a way that implies that I don't understand my surroundings, mm-hmm. and if a snake bites my tail, I can just lose it. Mm-hmm. and race off and grow like a stumpier new tail. Yeah.
1: But otherwise, you're nothing like a lizard.
3: Nothing like a lizard otherwise. Yeah. So...
1: Oh, and also, I If I with saw you lizard. like in a lineup with a lizard, there's like a 50% chance I'd pick you to not be the lizard. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair, and then I'd get off the crime of being a lizard,
3: yeah. Mm. <laughs> so they find this egg nest. So they go to Madison oh, Square where, Garden. Wherever where Matthew Roderick is, Godzilla is sure to follow. I would think maybe they're in cahoots. And God, he's already
1: Matthew Broderick has already had If J. Jonah Jameson was in this movie, he would assume <laughs> yeah. they were in cahoots.
3: Yeah. Matthew Broderick has already had a, a Matthew moment. Matthew Broderick's of... <laughs> a menace.
1: He killed
0: those two people in
3: Ireland. <laughs> oh, come on.
0: <laughs> you gotta get photos of that.
3: Parker. Parker. <laughs> Where is that blasted Parker when you need him? Uh, right here, Chief. I got. No, I don't call you Chief. I guess that's what Jimmy Olsen calls Perry White. They win, but I call you JJJ. What, uh, JJ, anyway, I got these pictures of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's old news. No one cares. I want this Broderick fella and this Godzilla. I hear they're an item. Broadzilla. That's the celebrity name. It's going on the front page. Really? The front page? Because the U.S. and Iran just signed a really major nuclear deal. No, no, no. Front page. Broadzilla. Is the star... Is Ferris Bueller dating a giant lizard? Run with it. Stop the presses. Wait, but you just told us to run with it are we stopping the presses now yeah 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 I got them up with a better story anyway okay they split up I haven't seen them together probably it's a big divorce case who cheated on who uh, was Godzilla banging King Kong or was Matthew Broderick doing it with I don't know King Kong run with it that's the story stop the presses hold on you're giving me a, one I'm just a photographer so I don't really know how to what, write a story about this or lay out the front page or use the software I don't know it's computers now okay uh, is it weird anyone else said that you have a Hitler mustache Whatever, just get going, do it.
0: There's no one else at this uh, newspaper is what I like about this scenario.
3: Oh, well, J. Jonah Jameson has long gone insane. He's <laughs> <laughs> just imagining this conversation. He's just a crazy man sitting, staring at his shoes in a sanitarium, just yelling, stop the presses, every now and then. Anyway, uh... Matthew Broderick, they get there. The eggs are hatching. Suddenly it's Jurassic Park. Instead of raptors, it's baby
1: Godzilla's chasing them around MSG forever. This goes on forever. It's the craziest, longest shit. And you're like, I didn't go to this fucking Godzilla movie to see baby Godzilla's. I wanted to see big Godzilla. And yeah. now, but they, it's, that's classic Hollywood thinking, no. why have one Godzilla
3: when
0: you could have a ton of Godzilla. A ton
1: of baby Godzillas slipping Home Alone style and push some back on some fucking gumballs and bit. Bit. And basketballs. I'll
0: push back on this a little bit, because I think that, I mean, like, they're totally stealing from Jurassic Park. I mean, it's obvious that they're like, all right, we want no, the and raptors. No, you're right. They,
1: they did manage to put in a bunch of shitty CGI raptors running around. Uh, so you know what? Yeah, but, give them
3: a medal. You're no, in the Legion of Honor now. I'm pushing yeah, back on There's it. a
1: bunch of uh, French special forces guys who need to get murdered by <laughs> Godzilla, so I guess this Yeah, give them the Nobel Prize for garbage. Here's what I'll say about it though, is like I having
0: a giant monster is kinda cool. It's kind of majestic. Yeah, well you feed him and take him to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as cool as it seems. I've uh, I've never found it that scary like a giant monster. Good point.
3: It is it's only scary in the sense of it being completely unpredictable and uncontrollable, yeah. like the original Godzilla is scary because it feels like something that is beyond the
0: right. power of men is just raining destruction on innocence. And for some reason, I find a smaller monster, like a more human-sized monster, more.
1: Uh, Sometimes humans are the worst monsters. Dan. Yeah. I, <laughs>
0: I find it more frightening to like deal with something on a more uh, relatable level. I can yeah, like that. if
1: they got into Madison Square Gardens and those fucking little eggs were birthing little Henry portrait of serial killers. Yeah, I'd be shitting my pants. That would be really. Yeah, a bunch scary. of Michael Rookers running <laughs> around. Oh my god! <laughs> Nuke the place. Just kill everything. Yeah, luckily, he it's can only, only move be in. Sure.
3: Luckily, he can only move in straight lines. Yeah, Rooker. I don't know, that's great. Like a rook, it's a chess joke. One Mm -hmm. night in Bangkok makes a proud man (laughs) humble. Anyway, Dan, so I I get what you're saying. It's scarier for someone to be chased on a human scale than to have a bit, especially, well, especially because this movie is going out of its way to have no casualties except for American soldiers caught in the crossfire of their own friendly fire. Like a sub gets blown up, helicopters are smashing up. And also by soldiers, I'm just meaning military men. Clearly there's I mean, also naval sailors and Yeah, Air Force I mean, there's pilots.
1: that one great scene where those uh, three helicopters are sitting in front of a burning building and they're like, we got them, ha ha. And they, they're they giving each other verbal high fives, only to have Godzilla burst through a building behind them and just beat the shit out of them.
3: And I don't like, here's the thing that I don't like, is Godzilla making traps and like catching them in traps? Like he he missiles are chasing him, uh oh, he swerves around to lead the missiles back to the submarine, it's like. How does this giant radioactive lizard monster know how a missile works? He's wily. Like, how, <laughs> but that doesn't make any. Like, <laughs> at what level of sentience is this giant lizard monster? Well, I mean, Godzilla's awesome huge. when he's this like unstoppable power. Yes, like, Godzilla's scariest when he's a force of nature, as opposed to uh, like uh, like oh, I'm a naughty little boy who's, who's making traps <laughs> for helicopters. <laughs> uh oh, you, th- you think I'm here? No, I'm here. Oh, I'm gonna have sex with your building now. Like. <laughs> In a way, that's the, in a way, him having sex with the Empire State Building is the
0: scariest moment. I don't know because if Godzilla is, said, "I'm a naughty little boy." I would find that pretty freaky. I
3: guess so, <laughs> but not scary. Yeah, but him having sex with that building, which I'm just going to assume he's doing, it is him dominating the human world and interacting with it in a way that is beyond our real understanding. In a way that is totally alien to us, and like there's something frightening in that concept. But yeah, for most of this, it's like it's the same way that like. The Incredible Hulk in Marvel Comics is always knocking down buildings, but he never hurts anybody. Mm-hmm. They're always like, oh, thank goodness we evacuated this town right before the Hulk got here. It really, like, lessens the danger of that character. And it lessens Godzilla's danger that the body count is so low. But when there's, a like, a raptor-sized monster chasing you, like, it's a real visceral sense of, like, oh, that thing could bite me and kill me. And they kill a bunch of characters. They're eating up French Special Forces guys like they were popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like they were croissants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the French equivalent of popcorn? Uh,
1: do, not le, le popcorn. Le pop. do not say le popcorn. Do not say le popcorn. Yeah, cuz you normally le popcorn I, by you planting your my, foot on its chest and then nibbling its head off. You yeah. saw it on my face somehow. is the funny I, thing about that. This was
3: one of those moments where I was in your brain <laughs> and I saw the I I wanted to reach out and catch the synaptic yeah, you The you electricity see the, jumping the science synapse And I couldn't do it. The
1: synapses are firing like kernels popping. What if uh, you have popcorn
0: in your brain? That would probably
3: make mm-hmm. it harder to think,
0: right? I don't know, like fucking oysters. They eat it like they eat them like popcorn in France. Okay, there you go.
3: Uh, and Blue Oyster Cult
0: has
3: a Godzilla Sing a song. song called Godzilla. Wheels within wheels, number twenty three. Anyway, so, so uh, they they steal a card from Gremlins two, uh-huh. and they use the MSG cameras to patch into the main news feed and broadcast that the and Uzi- they're like,
1: send us a fucking electro gremlin
3: stat. <laughs> we need an electro gremlin and an old man dressed like a vampire right now and uh they say oh All man, these man their b- movie's great <laughs> uh, it's the best movie ever <laughs> ever
0: uh, i think they're doing another showing it this sunday at bam i think so maybe i'll try oh to shit that. yeah i'll no, go no, be in los angeles
1: oh. <laughs> anyway uh uh yeah. we'll just facetime you can watch it with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> be great. i'll lo- still buy a ticket though uh <laughs> guys so chill out don't write me mean letters
3: this <laughs> <laughs> is a bootlegging we paid for that seat that the ipad is sitting in mm-hmm. uh they so get a message out. All the Godzilla babies are in this Madison Square Garden. Blow it up.
0: Godzilla babies will make our dreams come true. When you think a thing needs crushed and you wish that you <laughs> were there. Yeah. Just stomp your foot and make believe, and you can crush anywhere.
3: So. Godzilla, go on. Godzilla, Godzilla,
0: Godzilla, baby,
3: babies. babies, babies. Love you, true. I
0: thought it was and you. No, oh, I thought it was love you true. Love you well, true? I, I I don't know. That's I guess and you would probably make more sense for kids. I mean, a I kid's... could be
3: wrong. Maybe it's love you true. <laughs> maybe maybe they hired somebody who used to write Elvis songs to, to <laughs> well, finish up the lyrics.
2: Like,
0: well, that's the, like it's like this 50s pastiche, so that's why I sort of thought that that was what this but that's kind of weird for a kid's show, I guess.
1: I guess. Yeah, 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 because the kids show. are like, oh, I only am looking for a love that's true. <laughs> not, one <of> these, <laughs> kid, well, not one of these Saturday night the kids kind of are loves. like, whoa, 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 I thought this was a casual thing, Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no names, no names, Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, only masks. Look, I'm, I'm Nikolai and you're Olga, okay? And we just met for the first time in this bar and we'll never meet again. We're pretending we're Russian spies <laughs> for the night. It's our fantasy night. <laughs> anyway... So they blow up Madison Square Garden. Uh-oh, sorry, David, no more sports games there. And and you can't see <laughs> Billy Joel twice a month or whatever he does there. Anyway, they, but then, uh-oh, mommy Godzilla comes back because you mm-hmm. wanted the movie to be over. No, it's not. There's a very long car chase where they're in a taxi cab because it's New York, and Godzilla's chasing them, and Godzilla cannot get her shit together to catch this taxi nope. cab. And I've never wanted a monster to eat a car full of the stars of a movie more than mm-hmm. in this film. They bring Godzilla over to the Brooklyn this Bridge. This is after
1: Godzilla, Mommy Godzilla has a moment, while partially submerged in the ashes of Madison Square Gardens. This Godzilla looks at its dead babies. Nudges it with a nose. Nudges it with its like, nose hey, like it's so up. many dead Ewoks. Like, nah. like so many what? Dead yeah. Ewoks. Oh, yeah, yeah, sad. Uh, and whereas dead Ewoks, not that sad. Dead Godzillas are kind of sad.
3: Well, because you add in the element of, like, this is her baby, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And whereas most reptiles do not have a family connection with their
1: offspring, mm-hmm. just leave them to get eaten. Pops out your cloaca, hatches, who cares? Maybe I'll, I'll eat it myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, a snack.
3: That's <laughs> mine now. I made it, I get to eat it. Back in my belly where you came from. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a perpetual eating machine. Uh, <laughs> I was
3: watching uh, the show Life last night, which is one of those Earth- Shows where there's okay. the, the oh, really great the footage of the Amy
0: and Lewis uh, detective show live. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the Christine show where it's,
3: the show where it's like really great HD footage of animals. Right, and there was a lizard who hatched her eggs and then just watched as a snake ate them. And my wife was like, I would never allow that to happen to my child. <laughs> <laughs> I could never stand by what happened. she put her foot down, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it. yeah, because you're a like, human you. being. That's a relief. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, you're a human being. You're not some dumb lizard. So the fact that Godzilla feels real emotions is an evolutionary leap
1: forward. In a for way, sure. we're almost like, maybe we, our time on this planet is done. Which is Matthew Broderick's message uh-huh. in this film, and in life.
3: you've seen the psas right hi i'm matthew broderick you may remember me from lady hawk now there's something i want to let you know as humans our time on this earth is over also by the producers broadway soundtrack it's me matthew broderick
1: (laughs) yeah so, Godzilla chases after them, ends up on the Brooklyn Bridge, and gets stuck gets, in traffic. She,
3: no, she gets tangled in the suspension wires, uh, which for some reason doesn't cause the bridge really to collapse. I don't remember. And the army shoots a, do- a ton of missiles at her and blows her up. And she has a. Mm-hmm. And she, she dies. And Matthew Roderick is like, oh, you were too beautiful for this world. Mm-hmm. And everything is totally okay, and everyone's life is better until, uh oh. There's one egg left and it's hatching and it's in a locker room, which would seem like a really small space for Godzilla to shove her cloaca into and just mm-hmm. squirt an egg out into. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do? It's the movies. Anyway, getting everybody <laughs> yes. set for a sequel. That's that what the
0: fucking happen. cartoon bird said at the end of the movie. <laughs> I mean,
3: it's the movie. <laughs> the way the, the Godzilla baby pops out the egg at the end, he might as well be saying, that's all folks. Mm-hmm. Now they had signed up the main cast for three movies. Really? They were preparing for a Godzilla trilogy and they had signed like Matthew Broderick and the a others to three films. I and the, believe is what you meant to say. Th- I apologize, the trilogy, yeah. And the film failed to meet their high hopes, and those other movies were not made. Oh, well, that's too bad. And the only time we ever got to see this Godzilla again, aside from the Godzilla animated series based mm-hmm. on this film, was in the great Godzilla movie, Godzilla Final Wars, which I think I may have talked about on the podcast before, I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably the, many times. The real Godzilla, although in this case I guess it's Godzilla's son, because Perhaps Godzilla had been killed in Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Destroya, but then Godzilla's son is also in the movie. You know what? Forget it. I'm not going to get involved in the continuity hiccups. But uh, Earth, 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 Godzilla Final Wars is the movie that ends with Godzilla seemingly forgiving America for dropping the atomic bomb. But uh, of course, he's got something to gain from it. It woke him up. But uh, he faces the American Godzilla for like a 45 second fight and just destroys him instantly. And
1: that it was, was really great. sad. And
3: when I saw it in a theater, as part of the uh, New York Asian Film Festival, the audience cheered and applauded. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it was like a cathartic moment had just taken place. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You, you, uh, you left that theater brothers.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so we should uh, wrap up
3: and... We've been talking for a long time. ...say
0: whether this is our final judgments on this movie, whether it's a good-bad movie, a bad-bad movie, or a movie we kind of like. Uh, I have to admit that when I first saw it with a bunch of friends in college and a cackling uh film teacher. Uh I kind of enjoyed it. And I have a kind of soft spot for Roland Emmerich and his particular flavor of stupid. Like he usually think keeps things moving pretty fast and has a bunch of character actors and tries to throw in jokes there, even if they're bad jokes, at least that mm-hmm. they exist. Mm-hmm. Uh but this is probably my least favorite Roland Emmerich movie upon rewatching it. And I think it was bad, bad. Bored me.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's uh it's a perfect example of like a bad 90s derivative blockbuster, although it did feature a intentional slam against film critic Roger Ebert, which oh, is hilarious. Man, we didn't even talk
0: about that, and Gene Siskel,
1: and Gene Siskel. But I think I feel like most mostly of the, most Ebert. of that hot fire coming out of Roland Emmerich's pen is going right toward <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert by naming the mayor of the town Mayor Ebert. The town, New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the biggest little town on earth. And <laughs> no, he, uh, that's not New York. <laughs> it's Reno, I think. And uh, it's such a funny, like bullshit parody like you half expect ebert, uh, mayor ebert to talk about like how he can't stop shitting his pants <laughs> mm-hmm. how small his penis is exactly uh and they throw in a bunch of like dumb thumbs up thumbs down jokes mm-hmm. it's so crazy it's such like a crazy like small petty fucking joke in
3: your enormous movie <laughs> yeah in the movie that is the big release of the year of any studio
1: like I wonder how many I wonder how many people were like, Are you sure you want to do this, Rowan? And he's like, fucking positive, dude. Yeah. I got this one. It'll that be two and a half star review for Independence Day is finally gonna get paid back. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That good. that review cost us the Oscar. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so is that a Uh that was a bad bad <laughs> I think here you know what I'm gonna say? It's a bad, bad movie, but if you cut out the last sequence I'd call it yeah. a good, bad movie. All right. But just, you'd have to... Are you
1: talking about the the sequence where the baby Godzillas are busting through the windows and it's just a bunch of fake Godzilla puppets sticking no, in the windows? No, that, That's my, pretty great. Maybe my favorite. My two favorite
3: parts in this movie are the baby Godzilla puppets, which look great. Mm-hmm. There's one that opens its mouth, and they did such good latex detailing on the inside of the throat. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment when the helicopters are chasing Godzilla through the canyons of New York that the effects are so hyperactively fake looking that it stops being an example of bad special effects and it becomes an example of really cool bad special effects mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know what? This isn't even supposed to look real. It's just supposed to look kind of like
1: vibrant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> this is uh, like a cutout from uh, a sequence in The Lawnmower Man.
3: Yeah, or like the moment at the end of, uh, Moonri- of Moonrise Kingdom where they're hanging from the whatever that spire is, that that lightning is hit. And it's clearly miniatures, but, like, it's not even supposed to look super real. Like, it's more the feeling of it. Uh, So, anyway, but I'm going to call this a bad, bad, because then there's, I I was talking about the endless sequence where Godzilla's chasing them in that taxi cab, and they're arguing over directions, and it's like.
0: No, it's a hilarious joke about New Yorkers and how they want to tell you how to, you know, which route is best. Funny
3: stuff.
1: Okay, I guess, three good-bads, I guess. I guess our I brains remember. got broke.
3: I'm Travis. And I'm Andy.
0: And we host Bunker Buddies, a comedy-apocalypse podcast every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org.
3: We've got a brand new format for our podcast that we hope you want to come and check
1: out.
0: We try out products for your go bag.
3: We'll try out
1: cheddar larva and cricket bars so you don't have to. We play Would You Rather and answer questions from the audience.
3: And we have great guests that pop into the bunker.
0: It's everything you love about the show and more. Come check it out every Wednesday here on MaximumFun.org. Stay safe out there.
1: There's always hope and cheesecake.
0: New York City. Listen up. Your fellow MaxFun listeners and hosts are gathering at Stuart Wellington's New Brooklyn Bar, and you're invited. You probably know Stuart from his hilarious movie riffing on the Flop House, but did you know he's also a small business owner? It's true. Join Stuart and a ton of new MaxFun friends at the Hinterlands Bar on Saturday, August 27th at 7 p.m., You can find more information at bit.ly slash maxfunhinterlands. See you there.
1: So what do we do after this
0: part, Dan? That's a good question, Dan. What do we do in the next part of the podcast? Well, uh, we have a few sponsors who help keep the lights on around Flop Central, and we need to uh, give them their time in the sun. And it's especially them. weird that uh, we keep they keep the lights
3: on, but when we record, we keep it real dark in here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Real sexy. Mm-hmm. Lit and only
1: smooth. by uh, candles mm-hmm. made from that candle-making workshop we did at that romantic retreat.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my glow-in-the-dark skeleton
1: PJs that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the lights from beneath this heart-shaped jacuzzi we're all in. Yep, and lights from the ground effects From this Hot Wheels car I have, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and these little like those uh,
3: glow sticks that you break and then they light up, and Mm -hmm. there's some kind of weird chemical in there, and you don't want to
0: drink it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this glow-in-the-dark condom, I'm making balloon animals out of.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, this one's a banana. (laughs)
3: Okay, this one's a snake. A lot of imagination. (laughs) This
1: one. This one is a full condom. This one is a moray eel. (laughs) Mm. This is Tell if spaghetti more, eh? was
0: really thick. <laughs> uh, So the Flophouse, that's us, is sponsored in part by Blue Apron. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients taste better and are better for you, so it's important to know where your food comes from. Uh, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal rep- recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious Home cooked meals. Trying now, do
1: they interrupt. deliver recipes? <laughs> Is that a reptile recipe? I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that
0: if there was a uh, free range Godzilla out there, they would, you know, give you a mm, delicious yeah. recipe for uh, I don't know, crispy Godzilla on top of uh, real imaginative German coleslaw.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Radiation to table. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Uh, but uh, we've talked before. Blue Apron's look really great. They send you good food, and you don't have to measure any stuff out because they give you all the measurements. And you
1: you were gifted one of those uh, after Sammy was born, Mm -hmm. and that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. So if you know somebody who's going to be in a position where they
3: can't shop or cook for themselves too complicatedly because either they have just have a new baby, they're taking care of someone who's sick. Maybe Maybe they don't have access to a lovely whole foods. Exactly, or even a half foods. Mm -hmm. Get them some Blue Apron. It's a good gift. Get it for yourself. Maybe you're a lonely guy like Dan, mm-hmm. cooking for
1: one, then just... You make two meals, you eat one, <laughs> the other one you leave on a plate for a guest that will never arrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just sits in the corner, slowly rotting <laughs> mm-hmm. as you cry. Stinking stinking up your house. But mm-hmm. you don't have
3: to waste that much food because the measurements are so precise. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it, it's really convenient.
0: Uh, yeah, and I always like to read uh, what, what the meals are available... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like reading it. I think it's fun. It's like you the get. fucking
1: Zagat's Guide
0: or something. <laughs> in, in August, in August, you got some spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad. Uh, summer vegetable and quinoa bowl with fairy tale eggplants. What could that be? Fairy tale eggplants. Get out of here. Shishito peppers and corn. And listen to this chicken tinga tacos <laughs> with summer squash and tomato salsa.
3: Dan. I, it sounds delicious. It does. I don't know what it is,
0: and it sounds delicious. <laughs> so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/slash flophouse. That's blueapron.com/slash flophouse. Blue apron a better way to cook. Mm-hmm. Um let's get yummy. <laughs> the
3: better is slogan. That your new slogan? Yeah. Better slogan, both for blue apron and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Wellington. Let's get yummy. Yep. <laughs> stew Apron. Here's this week's this week's meal, Castle Freak.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the same as last week? <laughs> Shut up! Uh, but we're also sponsored this week by Mac Weldon.
1: Oh. oh, fancy panties! They believe in—they're uh, called underpants. Smart design,
0: premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Fabrics, fabrics. <laughs> the it's dedicated to bring being the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. I have uh, some delightful Mack Weldon shirts, some underwear.
1: Yeah, they're pretty delightful. Socks. They're
0: my favorite brand of underwear right now, and their socks are
3: really great, and their undershirts are really great.
1: Now, if you're playing a special night with uh, your dudes, your ladies, who cares, mm. your you daisies, you your lewds. You, there's two
3: is two great strengths to the Mack Weldon underwear. Mm-hmm. One, they look great. They One. show off both sides of your pelvic area very nicely. Mm-hmm. Two... They're more comfortable, and they're airier, so you're going to have the confidence of knowing that those parts of your body, which, let's face it, we all want to have somebody touching at some Mm -hmm. point in the evening.
1: And it's fucking August, dog. It's the dog days of
3: summer, man. We all know those areas
0: must smell. Mm -hmm. Just by, you know, there's
3: no way of getting around it. But if you're in Mac Weldon's, it's like they're breathing, they don't feel swampy. You know what? It's one, I'm going to have the confidence that's going to get someone to touch that part of me, and mm-hmm. two, when they do, they're going to be like, oh, you're not yeah. sweaty and gross. They're not going to so be gonna... sticking their
1: hands down into a bucket full of Nickelodeon's gack. <laughs> and, and <you're> gonna...
3: <laughs> Unless that's what you keep in your underpants, I don't know. And you're
1: going to say it that way too, right, Ellie? You're going to go, touch that
0: part of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you say it right, that's, then that's, that's pretty that's a romantic. soul album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody mock up the cover. Touch that part of me. Uh, So, please, go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off
1: using your promo code, FLOP. Promo code flop. Now the next part of this show is the Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Jumboist of Tron. Here's some other folks who are helping keep some lights on in this flop house of ours.
3: You don't have to be a big company like Mac Weldon or Blue Apron to get to be a part of the Flop House supporting community. You can be a well, regular Joe. You could be a regular Max Fund donor, which is amazing, and we thank mm-hmm. all of our Max Fund Pledge donors. Mm-hmm. Or you could go to the Jumbotron and slash or you can also go to the Jumbotron and we'll read a special message. That you've given us.
1: Like this one. Happy birthday to my college roommate, lifelong friend, fellow educator, and fellow Flophouse listener, Carl Peardum. Perdom, Peerdom, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm a steward and I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, I know you're the owner slash operator of ivorytowertutoring.com and co-author of Barron's latest GMAT guide, but come on. Can't you take at least one day off from providing top-notch LSAT, GRE, and GMAT tutoring at affordable rates in person in the Atlanta area and worldwide via Skype? It's your birthday. You should be out celebrating. Sincerely, Dr. Bowman, first name withheld. Now, that message once again is to celebrate Carl's birthday by giving him money to improve your LSAT, GRE, or GMAT scores. Visit www.ivorytutoring.com Maybe if I took some of those courses, I'd know what the hell we're talking about.
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe, hopefully. Uh, and we've got another message. This is a poisonal message from oh, a poison because a poison can develop a message, guys and <laughs> nice. dolls. So this is from this is for Jam Master Karen from Team Memory. Dan, can you read that first sentence up there?
0: Happy birthday, Karen.
3: And then I'll read the rest. Among your plethora of achievements in coding, fashion, and friendship, introducing us to the flophouse is truly the greatest. Hope Dan's voice saying your name is the best gift you ever received and that you're reacting to this with your signature cackle. You are the best BFF forever. <laughs> so redundant. And a great. <laughs> I apologize. I, just fucking that
1: I apologize it? for checking this grammatically. Yeah, wait a minute. i out of the character limit. <laughs> you, are, you,
3: are the, you are the best BFF forever and a great terrify a guy colleague. Love you. So that's a message of sheer love and friendship on the birthday of Karen from team either M. Emily or Memily.
0: Terrify a guy colleague. I'd like to know more
1: about that. You'd like to be terrified. You're a guy. Yeah. Godzilla didn't do it. No. Nope. Only the baby Godzillas did it for Dan. Now, just to point out, uh, in addition to that sort of thing, we uh, we also at the end of this month, this is August, on August 27th, there's if you're be, listening to this later than August of 2016. Just rip the earbuds out of your ear and throw yourself down a flight of stairs. <laughs>
3: Whoa, not what I was getting at.
1: <laughs> well, they already ripped the earbuds out. They didn't hear that part. And they're not hearing this part. Now we're back in. Um, the, uh, there's going to be a meetup for uh, listeners of the Max Fun podcast. That's uh, the network that this podcast is a part of, MaximumFun.com. Uh org, dot org. Thank you. I'm an idiot. Um, but there's gonna be a big meetup for Max Fun listeners at Hinterlands Bar in Brooklyn, what, New York. What? That's your bar, Stuart. That is my well, yeah, bar. I mean so it. uh yeah, you someone's know someone's
3: digging from the trough at
1: both ends. <laughs> yep, I like well it's sweet at the front, but that's even sweeter at the back end of that trough. <laughs> so uh, there's gonna be a meetup uh, including many maximum fun personalities the or same at least ones you some. love listening to. And uh, yeah, so if you're around, come by uh, August 27th, Hinterlands Bar, 7 p.m. till I think 11 p.m. What's the address for that bar? Uh, 739 Church Avenue, Brooklyn, In- New York, USA, Earth, the Milky Way,
3: Universe, keep going, Multiverse, mm-hmm. creation. Um, but now. Oh, you know what? I One more thing I wanted to say. I wanted to thank all the people who came out to our Washington, D.C. live show, which we did recently, uh, at the Black Cat uh, Club. I don't know what you would call it. Uh Bar space, Uh performance space in Washington, D.C. It was a really fun show. The audience was really great. We had some amazing questions in the question and answer session. People laughed at our dumb jokes. They laughed at it. Unfortunately, our recorder did not work properly. Yeah. So those 500 people shared... A very special experience of a flop house show that no one else will get to hear, but them. So, thanks for coming, guys. And it's a real motivation if you ever want to go to a flop house live show, go to it because we you may not know <laughs> we may not know how to work the recorder, uh-huh. and you may not we get may the chance. Screw the fuck up. But it was a great. Yeah, audience. listening to
1: uh, past episodes where our sound quality is, mm, let's say, suspect. Yeah, uh, is any indication? Yeah, we can't really be trusted to handle things we on our end. We don't know
3: how the how the machine thingamabob divisors work.
0: Yeah, so but this is the magic of live theater. It's an ephemeral experience. Yeah, it happens once and then it disappears into the ether. it's a real flop house pop up show. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So thank you, everyone, for coming out. You were really welcoming, and for our first show outside of the New York area, it was a real success, and we had a fun
1: time, so thanks very much. Yeah, we'll probably have to do more of those, right, Elliot? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, why... Uh, so when are we doing our next one? Um, tomorrow? I don't know.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. You, you pushed them too far in the other <laughs> direction.
3: Uh, we're going to be in uh, San Francisco tomorrow at, the, what, the Fillmore? I don't know.
0: You heard it here first, guys. Uh, but now... It's time to talk about letters. And by talk about, I mean read letters that come from listeners like you.
1: Movie mailbag.
0: Now I sang a song earlier in the show. (laughs) Does
3: that mean I won't sing a song right now? Well, we're going long. There's no time for a song. But I'm singing one anyway because you only live life Once. (sighs) Only live life once in this world. Unless you believe in reincarnation and soul transmigration and other things ending in Asian. Perhaps you're Haitian. (laughs) It's really irrelevant. Letters.
0: Thanks, Elliot. Um, So this first letter I'm reading mostly because uh, I was looking through our backlog of letters and this one came up. And it was particularly... <laughs> what an origin story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: It was uh, particularly timely, given that we finally released the Fantastic Four uh, live show Dear Floppers, week. who do you think is going to win the 2012 presidential election? And it goes like Yours, this. Yours,
3: John McCain, last name with help.
0: <laughs> I went up to see the Wait, second... wasn't <laughs> even running in that. I went up to see the second show, Fantastic Four, with my friend and coworker Gigi, all the way from Orlando, Florida... It was one of the most fun nights of my life. I don't know if that makes it sound epic or it makes me sound pathetic. Probably <laughs> both are true. Pathetic. I, it was certainly most of the uh, one of the most drunken nights of my life, which I think helped. But more than that, I got to connect with other flop fans who were all great. I even met three guys from Central Florida. Turns out I've met them before at Bar Trivia right here in Orlando. The world can be crazy small sometimes. I was surprised that we get to have conversations with Dan and Stuart, you both were so kind. I mean, I figure you wouldn't bother doing an after party at all if you didn't want to go, but I still am glad for your openness with everyone. I know our conversations weren't deep, after all. With Dan, I only spoke of coats and cats, but I really appreciated <laughs> Almost it. Almost the same word. <laughs> oh, except for that O. <laughs> Causing trouble. <laughs> because I had such a good time, I'm making a New Year's resolution to be more intentional about going out and meeting people. After all, part of the reason I had such a good time was just being open and talking to folks. All the best. Megan, last name withheld. And I know there's not like a lot to respond to in that letter. Well, it was just, very nice. I just thought it was nice. And I like the message of going you out there. be open and talking to folks. Be open to open folks. To, open so, well, to don't people. Yeah, be don't safe. Not afraid.
1: Yeah. yeah. But be open and talk to folks. Well,
3: like, the only uh, we've talked about, I think, to get more serious on this, that we've talked about on this show before, that if you're in a place where you're feeling alone, the only cure for that is to go out and meet people. And it's hard, but it's worth doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if and go to Flophouse live shows, of course. I mean, yep. Stewart is wearing a shirt that says my best friend is Jesus right now, so. Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe you'll meet Jesus while you're Yeah, out, I don't know uh, what you mean by that. <laughs> what's, what's the connection here? <laughs> it's about friendship. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that's a different can... kind of friendship. You're not going to, like, go hang out with him. Well, How do you know? Uh...
0: I mean, that's good. True, I wouldn't know.
1: Go out and make some friends. He might like playing some Mario Kart. You don't know. He contains multitudes, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably really good on the Rainbow Road.
3: I mean, his father's house has his mansion has many rooms or whatever. His house Mm -hmm. many mansions, so you know one of them's got to have an N sixty four. I think think we've
1: thoroughly ruined the lovely message from this (laughs) (laughs) letter. No, that was well. Then we're free to move on. That was
3: a very sweet letter.
0: Thank you. Um. This uh, letter goes like this. Dear House of the Rising Flop, your recent impression of a vampire, Werner Herzog, inspired a question. If I you mean, had to turn a director into a vampire so they can continue making movies forever, but could never again work in sunlight or with real garlic, which director would you choose? John Carpenter.
3: <laughs> Coen Thanks Brothers. and
0: keep up with the great work. Sam, last name with Held Esquire. Oh,
3: no. Maybe Guy Madden. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, mm.
0: I would go with the Coen Brothers myself. Although... It couldn't work in sunlight, so maybe...
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because they've never done anything with noir shadows (laughs) Maybe
0: I would pick someone who's only done movies in the dark. Who do I want to curse with the gift of immortality?
3: (laughs) (laughs) And also, it would turn out to be a horrible curse.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But I think John Carpenter would take it in stride. He'd just make a show of dope synth <laughs> he's in, music.
3: It's pretty laid back. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
1: he's, he's pretty chill.
3: I mean, I, I think Guy Madden would probably appreciate it the most. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this gift of eternal life and eternal darkness. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the Coen brothers are probably my favorite filmmakers of all time, yeah. I think. So, like, they they have a few clunkers, but their average is incredibly high.
0: Even their- Yeah, like Stuart Gordon. <laughs> even their bad films have redeeming, redeeming qualities, which mostly. Well, what would uh, I just? Can't,
3: I just don't like Intolerable Cruelty.
0: Uh, I know. I think you watched it again and you liked it, right? I watched it again and I was like, okay. As soon as I stopped thinking about this as a Coen Brothers movie, it, it is. It has its enjoyable I guess points. Yes, so because
3: even like the Lady Killers, which is not a good movie, has like elements about it. Yeah. that are
0: not bad. I think that it, I know. I think that that movie definitely, if you. Like, that one I like better than Intolerable Cruelty. I know that that's an unpopular uh, opinion, but if you take that outside of the Coen Brothers world, like, there's some really funny stuff in that. Like, I really like Tom Hanks's weird performance in that movie.
3: Yeah, it's all right. You the soundtrack like is a good soundtrack, for the most part. Yeah. But, uh, look, we don't have to like the same things all the time, but uh, Hail Caesar, I loved. You thought it was okay. Yeah. Second tier. Look, going we ju- we both agree they should be
0: vampires, okay? Okay. Yep. And they should feed off of each other forever. No, that, oh, that's man, not how vampires are. that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. Sounds pretty hot. <laughs> hmm After dark. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, because they're vampires.
0: Uh, this letter reads, I noticed during your la- latest episode, Jim and the Holograms. So you can date. Jim and the
3: Holograms.
0: <laughs> Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> That Dan struggled... Hey Jim,
3: can you clean up your holograms?
0: <laughs> that Dan struggled to describe the dot over the lowercase i when referencing the Deke logo. Gentlemen, as a graphic designer and lover, lover of adolescent humor, I'm delighted to inform you that there is, in fact, an official term for that dot, and that term is tittle. <laughs> this just seemed like important information that Whoa, you... Whoa, when
1: did that little <laughs> little schoolgirl come in here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man, get out of here. Bring Elliot back. <laughs> This seemed like important information that you all needed to know. Plus, anytime you're feeling blue, ba da dee ba da die, you can just say it, <laughs> tittle, and it's guaranteed to bring this a smile to your face.
3: Pressing all my buttons,
0: as well as confused looks from anyone in your vicinity. Thanks for much, so much for the great podcast. I look forward to it every weekend. Well, you shouldn't look forward to it every weekend because it only comes out bi-monthly. You show him. Giggles. Dan. Giggles and tittles, Lee, first and last name with withheld.
3: <laughs> I want to end every letter I write for the rest of my life, giggles and tittles. <laughs> uh, again, not a lot to respond to in that no, letter. You can so easily much. do that, Elliot. Dear Just... son, if you're reading this, then I've passed. I have some important news for you, et cetera, et cetera. Giggles and tittles, mm-hmm. your late father.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh... Sorry, you were saying... No, I'm saying you could easily handle that with your, what, Gmail settings or whatever. Yeah, you're right. I could make that what I I sign off as. Maybe I will. Mm -hmm. So when you're sending out your resume, because, you know, for jobs you're looking for, I don't know how your work works. (laughs) (laughs) Eagles and Tittles
0: sounds like a collection of like late 70s Swedish porn. Erotica, yeah. Like Erotica. Yeah, I could see that. Like it's been packaged up.
1: Yeah, like how National Lampoon used <laughs> to be movies. all about like naked Eagles chicks and, and
0: uh like
1: weird jokes. Mm-hmm. And now they're all about what, like I don't know, like Van Wilder or something. <laughs> <laughs> all about Van Wilders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what National Lampoon is. <laughs> um this last
0: letter uh goes as such. I was at a pottery fair in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and saw a guy wearing an R I P D shirt. I was baffled at not only the existence of the shirt, but also the fact that the world's only R.I.P.D. superfan <laughs> lives in Cincinnati. I th-
3: this letter started as if they were throwing darts at just a magnetic poetry kit. Uh, Pottery Fair, Cincinnati, R.I.P.D. t-shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this made me wonder what shirts the original Peaches would wear if you could each own a shirt featuring a movie that you flopped. A Bratz tank top? A Fateful Findings hoodie? A Talking Cat long-sleeved tee? Flop-on, Jimothy.
1: I mean I would totally wear a Fateful Finding yeah, shirt. I, yeah, I, that, no for fucking sure. question.
0: I, I almost <laughs> wish I almost wish that you hadn't suggested it because like then like the very suggestion of it makes that the obvious choice.
1: Yeah. That would be I awesome. want like, I want like Benjamin Neil Mara to design yeah. a fucking <laughs> Fateful Finding shirt.
0: His Neil Brain. Yeah, yeah. Surrounded by three laptops. With
1: no shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that like. <laughs>
3: He's got those multiple laptops. <laughs> Ah, I forgot oh my God, him I'm about so that. Sorry.
1: Stewart dropped something.
3: Yeah, I forgot he had those those non working, turned off laptops that even then sweep off his desk. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, what an amazing movie! Uh, I'm thinking of actually doing a showing of Faithful Findings just because
1: you should. Yeah. Now I'm actually thinking about contacting Benjamin Moore and seeing if I can <laughs> convince him <laughs> to design that? and commission him to draw Faithful Findings poster <laughs> that I can turn into a cool tank top to wear at the beach. Mm, sure. Yeah
0: mm-hmm and people will be like what's that and you're like you're not a brainiac
1: yep
2: I'll,
0: <laughs> get, I'll get
1: really yeah. intense and in their face about it get with the fucking program <laughs> dude now normally I should just be excited that somebody's having a chat with me when I'm hanging out at the beach <laughs> yeah as opposed to saying just like sir you can't sit there <laughs> sir your testicles are showing through your shorts <laughs> All right, I'll tell you where to get a Neil Brain shirt too. That's not what I <laughs> Sir, this isn't a nude beach. It is now. Hey, bottoms only, dude. Bottoms can be nude. There's no law saying you can't be nude on the bottom. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's not like a porky pig law. <laughs> Wait, what? You're like, you're,
3: now I want you to go outside wearing just a suit jacket and a bow tie, mm-hmm. and you get arrested and be like, "Oh, so a pig can do it, but I can't." <laughs> I, was the, I thought I had rights, Judge, yeah.
0: Officer. This is a double standard. Yeah, you have a big, you have a big glossy photo of Porky Pig with you,
1: just, <laughs> as, just as an example. Yeah, Yeah. Well, in case their memory needs a little jogging after (laughs) they've been distracted by my lower body, (laughs) you're chanting, "This is what
3: democracy looks like."
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And luckily, in this age of cell phones, somebody would take that interaction down on uh, on video. Oh, sure, yeah, and then you uh, and I would finally be vindicated, (laughs) and the officer would look the fool. (laughs) This this
3: man went outside without pants on, and you'll never guess what Mm -hmm. happened next. And what happened next will change the way you think R. about it. Okay. This darker.
0: man wearing a shirt is everything.
3: <laughs> Flophouse host wins the everything and
0: all the cools <laughs> for eternity awesomes. This mm-hmm. man's testicles will give you all the
1: feels. Yep. Oh, so tired of that Man stuff. wearing shirt and no pants is woke AF. <laughs> <laughs> so, ma- so much testicle.
3: So many good peen or something like that. What that dog say? I don't. Know. What other memes are there, Dan? Uh Keyboard Cat, I can't that, has that frog on the genitals. unicycle. Yeah, yeah. He's like fourteen years old or Gen something. Boy. And the uh,
0: fucking sunglasses.
3: Yeah, and the honey badger. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh oh, wow, we did it all. Lost so
3: many memes. The, and Stuart won them all. This fairies, I guess this is our audition tape for fucking crying. at midnight or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, basketball players mean what? <laughs> Various basketball players crying. Oh,
3: and like Kermit and Willy Wonka are both not interested in what mm-hmm. you're telling them?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Minions. Uh, just a bunch of shit, shit ton of minions. Oh, you love those. Oh, can't get enough of them. <laughs> can't get enough. Like French minion soup over here.
1: So... Nice, nice to me a minute.
3: That's a good soup, though. <laughs> they got bread uh, in
0: it. They got bread in it. <laughs>
3: uh french onion soup y'all they got bread in it i'm elliot kalen for french onion soup not not like some not like no normal
0: soup they got bread in it
3: (laughs) there's cheese in this soup that's crazy Uh, so dan what else do we do on this podcast we We just lose our minds
0: one last thing in this hot hot room that we're recording why are we
3: going so long on a movie that's been out for 20 years in a room that's so hot
0: uh, and that is we recommend a movie that we saw that we actually enjoyed oh, so we have to instead, really? of, uh, instead of Godzilla.
3: Well, I'll go first, gents. How about that? I'll speed it up. Sure. I'm going to recommend a documentary movie. It's kind of the opposite of Godzilla.
0: Uh-huh. It's called
3: Harlan County, USA, and oh, it's directed by one. Barbara Koppel. I'm pulling an Elliot where I'm just like, oh,
0: that's a good one.
3: <laughs> where now, you, you have credit for this one. It's a documentary from 1976 about a coal mine strike in Harlan County in Kentucky and where I guess what justified is set. Yep. Yeah. And it's a really great movie and really gives you a sense of how dangerous and difficult those types of strikes can be and how life or death they can really be. And yeah, whose side are you on? I mean, I'm on the workers' yeah. side, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe other people are not. They're wrong, no, that's the.
1: Isn't that the call to action for the, the uh,
3: for the workers? side are you on? Oh, I thought you were just asking me.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm assuming you're with big business.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I love big coal. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? There's a lot of naughty kids out there and they need to know they've been naughty in their stocking in the morning. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to get it except from the coal mines? But you're right. There's a lot of great music in it that is performed by just regular people and they do an especially good job of showing the importance of not just the workers themselves but also the women who are parts of the lives of the workers and the important part they play in the strike. And it's just a really good movie. So Harlan County,
0: USA. Uh, I've got... Some qualified recommendations, so I figure like maybe if I double up on two uh, middling recommendations, uh, does that equal Uh, one? Dan McCoy
3: special. So what plane did you
0: see these on? No, I saw these both. uh, I saw one on a train. I saw one on on your your iPhone while you were going. One is on premium cable right now (laughs) for two hours. (laughs) One I saw at Videology in Williamsburg, but um, they're both documentaries. The one I saw at Videology is called Tickled. It's about uh, a guy who sees online an ad for competitive endur- endurance tickling. Um, that sounds like a nightmare. Which uh, has these uh, gentlemen tickling each other while one of them is tied down. Um, and he decides that he's going to look further into it. And almost immediately gets dramatic uh, pushback from the tickling people. And he's like, well, what's the... What's the problem here? Why am I getting such uh, pushback? Why do they care that I'm looking into this? And several shoes drop in terms of like why this tickling thing is happening and who the people behind it are. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much because like that, that's pretty much the story of the documentary, but it's uh, 90 minutes. it's fairly entertaining. Um fairly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Raves Dan he said it's a middling recommendation, yeah,
2: <laughs> I
3: want them to put that on the box <laughs> I,
0: I I can't get into it without like expressing the surprises like I kind of wanted there to be like a few more surprises than there were uh it's like I kind of could see where the arc of the documentary was heading, but mm-hmm. it's still justice yeah, it bends towards justice. <laughs> But it's still, is it? it's worth seeing? It's still worth seeing. Okay. And then I watched uh, Hitchcock Truffaut based on the book of the same name. They're cops. <laughs> uh, where <laughs> Francois Truffaut. Uh, Hitchcock's a dog. <laughs> interviewed <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Truffaut's a cat.
0: <laughs> Somehow they're both
3: bullies officers. They'll catch the bad guys if they're not too busy catching each other.
0: If you've read Hilarious. Hitchcock <laughs> slash Truffaut, you know it's one of the best uh, books on making movies that there is. It's it's really entertaining to watch one great filmmaker uh, interview another. The movie is kind of an adaptation of the book. It's kind of about Truffaut and his relationship with Hitchcock. It's also kind of just a typical talking head documentary where uh, modern directors talk about Hitchcock. As such, it kind of feels like a really good DVD extra sometimes. Hmm. Uh, but... It's still entertaining, and it made me want to watch Hitchcock movies. I went back and I rewatched. And previously, uh,
3: you have had no interest.
0: In them. <laughs> no, obviously, I love Hitchcock, but I w- I rewatched uh, a middling Hitchcock movie, a movie that doesn't get a lot of attention. The remake of the man who knew too much, which is uh, I mean, it introduced the song "Casey Raw, which is a huge international hit. Yeah, it won the Academy Award, I believe, for song. I think that so. Year. Yeah, but uh, don't quote me on that.
2: It's not, Dan on
0: that. it's not Top Hitchcock though But it's a fun movie mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoyed being inspired to rewatch it So if you like movies If you like Hitchcock movies Hitchcock slash Truffaut So it's not slash fiction about Hitchcock and Truffaut Doing mm. it <laughs> Yeah Oh Mr. Hitchcock <laughs> Lace that cigar gently between my <laughs> No
3: stop 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 Don't go any further
0: yes, Stuart you're... Can
3: you uh, erase that image from my mind
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to recommend the movie that I recommended in our famous now live Lost episode. I'm going to recommend Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some, because there's exclamation points in it.
0: It's based on that sequence in Better Off Dead where that uh, hamburger plays guitar.
1: Mm -hmm. And invented the band Van Halen with that guitar lick. Um, so it is a spirit. It's kind of pitched as a spiritual sequel to Days Confused. Uh, it's a Richard Linklater kind of lazy hangout movie. Um, where and in this time, it's a group of college baseball players in the days leading up to the first day of class. And uh, it at first it felt like super broy and over time you kind of these characters become much more charming and uh, endearing now granted i am a straight white man so maybe it's just pitched at me pitch is a pun of course because they're baseball players oh. Classic. uh but it it i feel like richard linklater is going back and showing how uh that he can do a movie like days confused again and make it just as charming and by the end of the movie i kind of I kind of I could see myself returning to it and just uh, as a movie that I would just have on in the background uh, and kind of live in this world over and over. So, yeah, it's not very high. It's not very heavy on plot so much so that after about 30 minutes, my wife wanted to stop watching (laughs) (laughs) because nothing was happening. And everybody wants some plot. Exactly. But it's good. I really liked it. Yeah, it just seemed
0: like you are ending that recommendation on on a down note. note. Yeah, well,
1: it's, it's a you know it. it's a qualified recommendation for something that has everybody in the title. I don't know if it is necessarily for everybody, but it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I shake my head a little bit when yeah, I say it a little sassy smirk. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> the audience can't see the, the sass that was in that.
1: Okay, guys.
0: Well, I don't know how we uh, managed to talk this long.
1: I do. Yep, because we haven't seen each other for a long time, and we're That's buddies. Mm-hmm. And also, it
3: seems like the later and the hotter it is, the more we, the longer we do this for some reason. So yeah. let's keep it
1: going, guys. No. What are your plans? Let's for the do next it few all night. Uh, 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 well, I'm going to Max Fun I have this dope Max. Anyway, my name
3: is Elliot Kalen. Oh, okay.
1: Whose name is Stuart Wellington? My name is my name, my <laughs> name's Dan McCoy. Good night, everyone. Done. I, I don't know year. if you guys follow me on Twitter, I, but I, do uh, you Twitter. I was uh, this weekend. I was at the lake and I was took a dip in the old swimming hole. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I was I was resting on the dock, you know, having a chat with my, my lady and my buds. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like you were at a beer commercial. Yeah, and uh, something fucking bit me on the nipple, dude. I think it was a fish or maybe a yeah <laughs> <laughs> The reason I think it might have been now, so I'm swimming around and I freak out, of course, because something's you fucking nibbling on my nip. You said you were laying on the dock. No, no, no. I was resting on it because oh, it was like I a see. kayak launch, so part of it was kind of in the water. I get you. And uh, You know what? Objection overruled. Thank you. And Retracted. So I'm assuming that the reason it, uh, at first I'm like, this has got to be a fish that's nibbling on my nip. and But I think it also could be a yeah, turtle. common American nip nibbler. It could be a turtle, because my nips look a little bit like little worms. Mm -hmm. Or pizza. Or pizzas. (laughs) Your nips do look like pizza. (laughs) Little pepperonis. Yeah. Uh, And so... So I climbed out of the water, and yes, in fact, my little nipple was bleeding. Oh, and have you turned into a fish or a turtle, or do we have to wait for a full moon? I don't know. Uh, If you want, we can go to the bathroom. You can check me all out. (laughs) (laughs) That was the weirdest, longest come
3: on I've ever heard. Yeah. (laughs)